look up anybody you can find boy girl man woman say service tell the person name of this church is mercy assembly and i feel so elated and delighted and excited and joyous and i feel glad that you came hallelujah amen i bring you the word of god and i always love to bring people the word of god much as i have a book of bible verses in my head or rather in my mind <laughs> i still love to find what the holy spirit will have me say when the holy ghost had messed me up twice with my sermon notes i stopped using them messed me up quite a number of times just come ready and then i want to preach and the message is just different on the stage so my sermon note is no use so after i had been messed up once or twice i said the best is just to come without a sermon note amen, amen. and just preach something just preach something as the spirit of god will have us preach something that is beneficial blessed be the name of the lord god is to be thanked for two basic reasons you find in the bible god is to be thanked because of redemption and god is to be thanked because of his greatness which we also see in redemption it is by the bible we see redemption and it is by redemption we see the greatness of the lord and for this god is to be thanked first salonians and chapter 2 verse 13 for this cause also thank we god without ceasing because when you receive the word of god which you heard of us he received it not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. At Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. But we are bound to give thanks all the way to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord. Because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and believe of the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, there's so much unbelief in the body of Christ. Contemporary Christianity is a departure from Bible Christianity. If you must please the Lord as a member of the kingdom of God upon the face of the earth, you must take your eyes off church practice and modern church system. Look at the word because there are two different things, and the departure is so far from heaven. If you want to and look into the it looks to me as if the church of Jesus has been kidnapped from the truth of departure is what we call principles and not Bible principles. What we call creed are 
interpret of the Holy Bible. It is possible for, to extract from the word something wrong and follow it. It is not everyone who follows scriptures. This is the It is everyone who follows the word of Christ that preaches the Lord. For example, you may seek to be justified by the law. Following the testament. Have you heard me? You may seek to be justified by the laws of fights. Following the Old Testament. You may seek to be justified by the laws of works for righteousness. Following Testament. You may seek to be justified to do something that please the Lord. And for this, Galatians 5 and verse 4 says, you fall from grace. It is not everybody actively involved in the things of God that can please the Lord. The only person that can please the Lord is the person who looks intently at the word, at the word of God, the stethoscope, the standard, the principle, the way of people. If you must please God, you must be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding not the knowledge of church practice or you miss it completely how's your singing about it the revelation of what God has done for humanity in Christ Jesus is far from the many good things are pastors who have us have on Sunday mornings. <laughs> have you heard me take this home? Which several things we take home tonight. What tangible realities consolidated tangible realities of things we have in Christ staggering posture and position of the Christian, I said, is far beyond our wildest dreams and many more times far than several good things that our pastors will have us to have every time we come to church. that Hagen defined something before he died just before he died you know just before Ken Hagen died several things came up to him several things came alive you will find most of his books in circulation that he wrote he died a book like the Romphan church they are not is not is not is not actually because there he decried deliverance there he spoke against deliverance and the ministers and he said once free in Christ ever free in Christ you will find a book like the Midas touch is not common in circulation because there he offended the prosperity message in the body of Christ he said it is not of God you will find plans proposed and pursuits in circulation much because there he spoke about doing the will of God in accordance with God and not doing the of man in accordance with the church system. Such books are scarce to find. Because some people said, Hagen is getting too old, he's becoming senile. The situation of the church is so pathetic. When you speak the truth, you are called a liar. When you speak a lie, people even give you money for lying. People bless you for lying. May I give you an example? God will bless you. God will favor you. You are 
women you are coming to the other side you have what it takes God is going to raise you up God will 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 raise you God will raise you God will raise you God will raise you and people give for this kind of lie because the Christian won't be raised the Christian has been raised God will not do more for the Christian than he has done in Christ Jesus. When Christ said at John 19 and verse 30, it is finished. He was saying it is finished to the work and assignment. When Christ rose from the dead and came to you and I, eternal life, we had the best that God will have us have. If there's anything we lack, then God lacks. Because all we have, we have in God. Have you heard me? I said, if there's anything you and I, God lacks because we have all that we have in God or in Christ in God. Let me show you who you are. By quoting the scripture. At 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 5. For though there be that are called gods in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many. But to us there is but one God the Father, of whom are all things. And where are we? We are extricated, estranged, excavated, and cut from him. We come to church every Sunday, trying to enter his presence. I will enter his gate with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his court with praise. How long will you enter? When will you finally get there? You keep entering every Sunday. The kingdom of God is not for those who are trying to enter. The kingdom of God is for those who are in the kingdom of God. Christ is not coming for those who are dancing. Without the fringes of the kingdom of God, Christ is coming for those who are in the kingdom of God. If Christ finds you outside the kingdom, no matter how well you dance, you will go to hell because the kingdom of God is for those who are within it. By faith in Christ. Are you sure you came today? It says to us, there's but one God, the Father of whom are all things. Where are we? We are at home, eating a bankulukuli. Say, I'm here where I am. I'm here where I am. <laughs> there's this very funny story I had some years ago. When I was very young, a student. And it was this fear of the devil. Check out two books I'm writing. Number one, I'm writing. God Almighty, the devil mighty rubbish number two i'm writing the precious power in the blood of jesus christ because there's so much fear of the devil that has ascended in our hearts and made the worship of the devil something you find in the church system we mention the devil's names three four times more than we mention god the father god the son and god the holy spirit in our church services we call the devil all sorts of names. I will call God only one name. <laughs> Just check it. We have all sorts of names. I saw a book, 7,000 names of the devil. And I was very, very scared of it. I'm sure ask this author, he does not even know more than two names of God. He knows God. The second name is God. Third one is fourth one is God. Four names of the devil of God he knows. God, God, God. But the names of the devil he knows are very many. Satan, see, and then far. Tan, say, devil, evil, wicked, and all sorts of things. 
So I have a story of two brethren who are casting out devils. <laughs> and like the demon spoke up to Jesus, said, Who you are? That demon, or like Jesus said, I know who you are. The demon said to Jesus, I know who you are. Or like that lady who was possessed with the spirit of divination and I spoke up to Paul from the 16 and they should did many days support God group and said, I charge you to come out of her in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This devil said to these two brothers who were trying to cast that on the young lady, where do you stand? One of them said, I'm standing on my feet. This lady slapped the man, man went deaf. And so they said, when they asked, where are you standing? They said, I'm standing in the heavenly places. I'm standing in the heavenly places. I'm standing in the heavenly places. It is not about some lip service. It is not about you trying to make fun of it. If you are standing in God, you are standing in God. And the Christian was on the affirmative. No, where is no matter who he is, no matter what he has done, the child of God is in God. Look at it. This is where you are. This is where your geographical position is right now in Christ. One God the Father, of whom are all things. Where are we? And we in Him. Where a man be? This is the place of power. The place of authoritative attorney, the place of glory, the hiding place of God's power is the new creature and the new creature's existence in God. You are more than you can ever imagine. God is more than human beings can comprehend. And the Christian in God is also more than human beings can comprehend. Nobody can know us unless they know God. Have you, has this ever occurred to you? Nobody can know the Christian unless he knows God. Has it ever occurred to you this way? That the definition of the Christian is in God. And that he must know God well before he knows the Christian. The Christian is the ultimate. Thank God for God. Amen. Amen. And we in him. And one Lord Jesus Christ by whom are all things. And we by him. God. And we are by the Lord Jesus Christ. It is so important. Thank God for this revelation in the word of God. Behold what man of love the Father had bestowed upon us. First John 3 and verse 1 that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. The world cannot know us unless the world knows God. You find the details of the capacitation, the details of the subsisting ingredients, the details of the principal elementality of the Christian. If you want to find what the Christian is made up of, you must find what God is made up of because the Christian has sustenance and sufficiency in God. Second Corinthians 3 and verse 5, not that we are sufficient of ourselves as to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiencies of God who also hath made us able ministers or dispensers of the New Testament. This is who we are for real hallelujah something very vital that we cannot compromise is the full-fledged impact the cross has on the christian and i want to spend your life ladies and gentlemen going around it something about this full-fledged impact it looks to me i see many of us have turned our eyes of many things <clears throat> and we are being unnecessarily secular many pastors have a lot of things that they are delving into 
many people who God has called to preach the word of God and they are all over town preaching about money preaching about positive thinking preaching success to believers unbelievers <clears throat> I listened to one pastor recently he said uh, he's a pastor to everyone believers unbelievers Muslims Hindus Christians I said what is exactly this guy talking about because he was actually talking about exploring and and cutting the frontiers of imaginative abilities we have spent so much time finding about men there are very few of us who are finding out about the new creature there's so much to explore about what God has done I will to God that a life will be dedicated to exploring the uncatted frontiers of the new creature I've seen some little people who have desires, some scientific desires. They are willing to go to explore space. Some have said they want to go close to the sun. Others have said find out what exactly happened at the Bermuda Triangle, where ships and and jets and and all sorts of things disappear. People have said they want to find out the end of the Atlantic. Some so want to try find out their end of the Pacific. And people have a lot of desires. Some folks want to and just move from the east to the west of the earth so I want to be at the axe crossed and find the multi magma within there are many things people have desire to do but only very few people have the desire to find the potentialities the new creature it's a very good area of research amen call you in Jesus name to enter this area of research it's a lifelong research it will outlive you you may stay here on that hundred years and not discover some realities about the new creature now I understand why the book about the blood of Jesus did not come up to now because some depths of realities some threshold of light and insight about the Spirit of God that you and I will keep discovering about the same singular truth. The new creature is a finished project. The new creature is a divine masterpiece. God who made him by the sacrificial work of atonement and vicarious substitution that Christ was to him. Is a piece of accomplishment by God. He's more than your human imagination. He goes by your prayers. The new creature is a fulfillment of dreams that are not human. The new creature is an entire perfectness and he's ended and repeats in God. God has finished the work over him and styled him to be a person in accordance with his purpose. On Wednesday, I said to you, I said, you can enjoy and explore the practicability in Christianity by understanding what it means to serve the Lord. And in this, I spoke about relationship. God's covenant relationship I'm in God's covenant relationship or I'm God's covenant relation the reason why I'm who I am in Christ 
And we spoke about koinonia. Having the same spirit with God's spirit. It's not your choice. It's God's choice. It wasn't you called God or who chose God. It was God who chose you. You didn't. It was God who chose you and gave you an atonement. An atonement that we have. Romans chapter 5 tells us. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. 8. But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being not justified by his blood, we shall be saved from love through him. For if when we were enemies, we are reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also join Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. You know what it speaks of? It speaks of mercy. It speaks of reconciliation by propitiation. It speaks of reconciliation by mercy through substitution a substitutionary work of atonement first corinthians chapter 5 and verse 8 know you know that christ a passover lamb has been sacrificed for us passover lamb has been sacrificed for us The Christian did not become one by some wishful thinking on the part of deity. You did not become one curse. God just thought wishfully and just and just credited you into the kingdom of God. You became a Christian by sacrifice. You are an object of sacrifice. Sacrifice. You are not ordinary. Your makeup is not ordinary. Your constituents are not physical. In here, a complete package, a masterpiece, a created in the sight of God by sacrifice. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 14. For by one sacrifice he hath perfected forever them who are sanctified. You are Christian by sacrifice. I just quoted that to first Peter to first Corinthians 5 and verse 8. Christ our Passover lamb has been slain for us. Ephesians 5 1 says, Be ye followers of God as dear children and walk in love, and as Christ also loved us and gave himself up for us. God a sacrifice of a sweet smelling savor you are not who you are because God just thought it wise to make you who you are you are who you are a complete representation some grace through sacrifice it was a spiritual sacrifice spiritual sacrifice to make you who you are in God First Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 29 so that no flesh will glory in his presence but of him are you in Christ Jesus who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that according as it is written 
he that glorious let him glory in the lord you know at times we have arguments i say why do you keep telling them who they are in christ the question is why not tell them who they are in christ <laughs> it is. someone says this time i hear you preaching and you always tell them who they are in christ now what problem you have with telling them who they are in christ it's by who they are in christ they can please the lord it's by who they are in christ they can walk above sins it's by who they are in christ they can be better christians never be deceived in your widest imagination say now by know who i am in christ i've become the worst for it you become the better for it when you know who you are in christ you are able to appropriate your world in the light of who you are in christ this is the truth this is spite of the fact that christ died and paid by his blood so you can walk commensurate with the power that you now enjoy with the glory of your new status in christ identification is vital and a prerequisite for good christian living Ladies and gentlemen, life is about chances. But the Christian's life is about his choice. Have you heard me? Life is about chances. Chances. But the Christian's life is about his choice. Life is about occurrences. Regularity of occurrences uncertainty of occurrences I give thanks to God because by the word we are able to understand the by the word of God you and I are able to understand the world that we live in <laughs> I give thanks to God because it's by the word of God you and I are able to discern the world that we live in. Christianity is about live in this world a superhuman. Christianity is about walking in the spirit on earth. Walking in the spirit on earth. This is Christianity. Christianity is about walking in God amongst men. You get it? Christianity is about walking in God towards men. Christianity is about relating with men like God would. The Christian is not meant to be ugly in his orientation. The Christian is meant to be heavenly. Intrinsic heavenly qualities. Outspoken.
to pervade your relationship with humans. Intrinsic heavenly qualities are to prevail in the things you say, in your talk, in your actions. That you and I worldly orientation is an underestimation and undermining of our integrity in Christ. We have a life above this world. We live above this world. We operate principles above this world. The principles we operate are not the principles of this world. The things peculiar to this world are not peculiar to us. When you and I subject ourselves to ordinances, we deny the reality of the living Christ. We ought not to subject ourselves to the elemental principles of this world because we are above the law. We are above the law. We are above the definition of the do's and don'ts of the law. We are above the def defining rule of the law. We are above. Something I find in Bible. See then, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15. He walks me. Not as fools. Redeeming the time. He then that he walks quickly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be not wise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Colossians chapter 4 verse 5 Walk with wisdom towards them that are without Redeeming the time Let your speech be with grace seasoned with salt That he may know how you ought to enter every man At first Peter 3 and verse 15 It says sanctify the Lord God in your heart And be ready to give an answer to every man who will ask you Be ready Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27 Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel At first Peter 3 and verse 2 It says they who do not believe the word Could be one without the word It is possible to have a life full of impact Without preaching People could be one without the word By a conversation of the spiritual there's a supernatural lifestyle that you and I ought to live as Christians that unbelievers could be one without the word. They could be one without the word. They could be one without the word. It's possible. It's possible to have an enviable, inviolable, clean, clear lifestyle. They'll say, what exactly are you on? You're always high. Once Someone said, Why are you always excited? <laughs> it was a question because the person observed actively that all my responses to people who were Christians like me on phone was always, Glory! MOG! How are you? <laughs> and then she somebody else, Glory! Glory! That person said, why are you always like this? Are you sure it's not about just some form of pretense? Now, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. But 
person, the Christian, ought to have a lot of joy all the days of his life. Because he's an accomplished feat of excellence. He's an accomplished Sagan story of beauty and determined bests. Such that joy becomes the trail of his path, the trail of his walk. Joy becomes a clear-cut indication of his presence. He has an aura of joy, a heart of joy, a lot of joy within him as a Christian. This is the mystery of Christianity. Joy is the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 defines joy as a fruit of the Spirit. Romans 14 and verse 17 The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink The kingdom of God is in righteousness The kingdom of God is in peace And joy in the Holy Ghost It says he that in this things Serveth Christ Is acceptable to God And approved of men Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4 Rejoice in the Lord Always and again I say rejoice first Thessalonians 5 and verse 16 rejoice evermore the lot of joy ought to trail you has a good conduct so they say why are you always excited you say well it's Christ without preaching the word Ephesians chapter 5 15 hallelujah Save Ephesians 5.15 See then That he walks circumspectly Not as fools But as wise Redeeming the time Because the days are evil Wherefore Be ye not Mad That's the word senseless Crazed Maddened The wild Uggies of drunkenness In which men Acted like they were mad running and tossing their heads and appearing in every sense completely frantic instead be spiritual be sober <laughs> when you walk normally you walk in an unwise way when the christian lives a normal life he's outside sense to be senseless for the Christian is to be sense ruled. Doesn't it sound paradoxical? Have you heard me? This is a paradox. When the Christian is sense ruled, that is, he acts by what he sees and what he hears and what he feels and what he tastes and what he perceives and what he perceives by the fragrance or the odor by his sense or organ of smell ladies and gentlemen he is senseless 
To be senseless for the Christian is to be ruled by the normal senses. Let me give you an example of what it means to be senseless. Your mother is your breadwinner, like most African men, I is a non-resident. Have you heard? I said, your mother, it's a hypothetical situation. I'm trying to paint or help epigraphically. I'm trying to graphically illustrate something here with my words. I said, take for instance, your mother is the breadwinner. She's the person who whose neck and shoulders the anchor of livelihood and sustenance and education rests in your family you are three four of you and your mother has been struggling all the days of her life just to see that you enter progress and at a very serious point of financial demand in your family your father is a non-resident like most african men are all they do is just sleep with women and run out run out outside after other women and a lot of women who take care of the, of the kids they eventually have all by themselves i'm saying your father is a non-resident he's a runaway father he's a husband just not enough he's a half husband he's a quarter husband he's a quarter father he's a nobody in your house he comes in once in a while he's irresponsible he knows to eat and eat and eat like a glitter and that's all he knows to do he never put he only keeps giving he keeps taking and taking and everyone's sucking from you he says uh, the money your mother gave to you to go to school let me have one thousand i'll pay back sometime when i get older rubbish father so we are saying your mother who's your breadwinner and news comes to you someone says i've never said this to you before but i, I feel you have to know we are close now, now you, you fall in my arms fall in my arms before i said this to you falling within my arms fall as you fall within this person's clutches his brother is dead there is a natural response from the senses when you allow this natural response to govern your attitude or your action at this point you are senseless as a Christian to follow the norm of society and expectations of people is to be senseless to react to people's words based on what they say is to be senseless if you see this man normally say you, how is the word and the man exchanges pleasantry with such exhilarating joy and it's all beautiful and you see tomorrow you say emoji and the man does not even send you does not even say a word in response and because of this two days later you see him and don't say a word of greeting or you are also cold you are being sensible by the ways of the world but you are being senseless as a christian when your senses rule you as a christian you are senseless because christianity is not about the senses it's about the word when you hear the word of god say romans chapter 8 and verse 12 but brethren we are debtors but not to the flesh to live after his dictates what is the flesh but the senses what do we call the flesh not just this physical organ and this physical organ is nobody except by the imaginations of the human mind if you remove a man's mind of him his body almost becomes actually useless. he has no control over it anymore we're talking about what your eyes see we're talking about what your ears hear we're talking about what your brain thinks from your senses we're talking about what your body feels 
what your hands touch. Be not unwise, don't be senseless, but walk in accordance with the rule of God. This is Christianity. To allow the word determine a way of life. Walk in the spirit. Galatians 5.16 Walk in the spirit and ye shall gratify the desires of senses. Ladies and gentlemen, this world is about chances. There is no regular force in this world for continuity or constancy of rightness. The only force at work within this world is the force of irregularities of occurrences. This is chances. Anyone who lives his life by the grace of the world is subjecting his life to chances. <laughs> Do you know something very, very funny? The world has a system. And this system controls its inhabitants, her inhabitants, compellingly, compulsively. It is called the power of the air, the spirit at work within the children of disobedience. Everyone in this world is under a compelling force of the world. This is the reason why when the Christian refuses to be himself, he's under the influence of the world. The man that is just about to backslide on his way out of the things of the spirit, on his way out of fervency, is the man who refuses to take his stand in the midst of the world against the influence and the compelling power of the prince of the of the air the world has a drift the gift of the world is by the praise of the power of the air the spirit at work within the children of disobedience it is not an issue of making up your mind you may make up your mind but the mind you have made up is still under the influence of the praise of the power of the air there's a controlling force in the world this world is not all by itself it's a it's an evil system Yeah. He gave his son from heaven. Deliver us. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 4 from this present evil world. First John chapter 5 and verse 20. the son of God is come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true and we are in him that is true son Jesus Christ this is the true God true God and eternal life but look at verse 19 we know 
that we are God and the whole world lies in wickedness. You know what this wickedness means? The whole world lies in the wicked one. That's what wickedness. Have you seen that wickedness there? The whole world lies in the wicked one. <laughs> That's the expression. The whole world lies in the wicked one. May I describe this to you? May I describe this to you? May I describe this to you? The whole world is embraced in the arms of the devil and is more or less asleep in death in death trespasses and sins. The entire world is under the compelling influence of the praise of the power of the air. This world does not allow any to make up his mind or to have a choice. This world is a world of chances. Are you sure you came to church today? Ephesians chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. You have he quickened who are dead in trespasses and says, wherein in time past you walk walked according to the curse of this world the curse of this world the system of this world cosmos world system have you seen that word curse the curse of this world system according to the praise of the power of the air have you seen it the praise of the power of the air the praise of the power the compelling influence over the world ladies and gentlemen this world is not all by itself this world is under the control of the praise of the power of the air this is what the bible says the world and all the things in it are under the influence of the praise or the power of the air. No wonder friendship with the world is enmity against God. No wonder. Friendship with the world is friendship with the influence of the praise of the power of the air, which is therefore enmity against God. It's a very simple reason and, and reasoning and I, I, ideology or logic my enemy's friend is my enemy my friend's enemy is also my enemy friendship with the world is enmity against god if you if you bow to the senses if you bow to the ways and the principles of this world you are anti-god the principles of god are you still here Let me show you what the world is all about. The preacher said it. The preacher, Ecclesiastes. Are you sure you came to church today? Ecclesiastes. 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 The preacher. 
Ecclesiastes the preacher Ecclesiastes the preacher Are you sure you came now? And chapter 9 Ecclesiastes the preacher Glory to God Thank you Lord Chapter 9 and verse 11 returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to be swift Genesis this word is about chances your labors though definite may never produce definite results have you heard me? Your labors, though definite, may never produce definite results. It's logical to expect that he that soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly. But the system of the world is that of chances. Chances. It may be an e-lock. Irregularity of constancy. The only regular thing upon the face of the earth is irregularity. That's the only regular thing upon the face of the earth. Inconsistencies. It is never constant. It is never constant. It may happen, it may not happen. The seasons are not constant the timings are not constant several things are not constant upon the face of the earth because of the influence of the praise of the power of the earth the irregularity upon this earth the irregularity of this earth the irregularity of occurrences and the game of chances ladies and gentlemen is because of the praise of the power of the air Ecclesiastes chapter 9 Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11 I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong neither yet bread to the wise nor riches to men of understanding nor yet favor to men of skill but time and chance happeneth to them all. Chance, time and chance. It may be okay, it may not be. Things that are meant to be may not be. This is the system of the world. <laughs> Hallelujah. Things that are meant to take place may not take place. 
things that are meant to happen may not just happen ladies and gentlemen verse 12 for man also knoweth not his time have you seen it as the fishes are taken in an evil net and as the birds that are caught in the snare so are the sons of men snared in an evil time when he falleth suddenly upon them time and chance this is discovery great discovery time and chance happening to them all it is not based on human efforts it is not based thoughts it is not based on a deductor deductions or calculations ladies and gentlemen it is based on time and chance unpredictableness of time and chance the unpredictableness of time and chance The unpredictable factor. Something always happens. When the Christian lives the reality of the word of God and lives by the reality of the senses, I said, he's being senseless. Not only is he being senseless, ladies and gentlemen, he's plowing on the terrain against the sense of reality it is possible that the fig tree doesn't blossom this is hard for you it is possible there's no fruit in the vines it is possible that the labor of the olive fails it is possible that the fields yield no meat it is possible that a flock be cut off from the fold. It is possible there be no herd in the stalls. There are certain regularities of the world. Lock. Lock. Faith. Faith. Regularities of irregularities time and chance but we thank God for the death of Jesus Christ in Christ Jesus our lives have been put together anew resulted by the death of Jesus is such that 
there's a new focus of regularity in accordance with the purpose of God. We are no longer people who play a game of chance anymore. <laughs> you know, many of us actually try a game of chance academically. We're not sure what we're studying, what we're studying. We're not sure. Somebody says to you, What would you do in five years from now? See, it depends. It depends on what? Many factors. Most of those factors are irregular factors. So now you say it depends on many factors. I'm saying most of these factors you talk about are irregular factors. Now all the factors you have ever talked about in the world are very irregular. There is nothing constant. <laughs> Let's take the factors. It is possible that in 10 years cars are so many in the world people are given free once they are born into the world. And it's possible cars are so few in the world they become unbearably expensive who knows what's going to happen i use a car in 10 years if my father's factory continues to boom financially it is possible in two years your father and his factory are swept into perfidy into they are swept under, under the carpet of history for eternity. They are forgotten. He becomes bankrupt, dead. He's forgotten like he never existed. The very sickening thing about this reality is that up to now, many Christians are not focused. They are, they are living by these chances. When I get to the bridge, I will cross it. This is not Christianly. The Christian should never get to the bridge before he crosses the bridge. And the Christian ought not to cross any bridge because he crossed every bridge in Christ Jesus. The Christian should have the mentality of victory anywhere he goes. The Christian should have the mentality of a good outcome. This is the reason why he should follow the will of God on what he does. The reason why many of us are confused. Will I make progress? Will I succeed or fail? Is because we've not found the will of God. The will of God involves excellence. The will of God has within it a good outcome. Ladies and gentlemen, if you find the will of God in what you ought to do in life you know you are sure of excellent outcome not because you will succeed but because you are a success in the will of god where god made you a success god didn't make you a success in the world he made you a success in his will did you hear me say this to you that a success you are is a success in the will of god that is why you always fail when it's not the will of god and even if you make it when it's not the will of god you still have to fail the battle you can never win is battle against God. God is saying, don't go. You are saying you want to go. So you have got to fight and to contend with till he breaks your thigh bones. <laughs> the Lord give thee understanding. We have been delivered from the prince of the power of the air. We have been delivered from the dominion of darkness. 
being born again has to do with deliverance from the dominion of darkness now the dominion of darkness is over the entire earth the entire world something you'll find when a man meets the lord jesus christ god does not conduct an all night deliverance for him when a man meets the lord jesus christ God does not say I'm casting out of him ten devils. When a man Christ Jesus, he does not say you have demons back. Mary Magdalene out of him he had cast out many devils. When a man meets Jesus, permitting Jesus, he delivered from being a man to being a child of God in glory. I want to show you some scriptures to see the reality of, of redemption in the light of being delivered from the power of darkness. That you are born again and born of the Spirit of God is deliverance from the control of the place of the power of the air. That you are born again is deliverance from the control of chances, from the control of the regularities of irregularities. It's deliverance from the control of uncertainties. This is salvation. This is salvation. I'm showing you just three. Colossians chapter 1. Sin salvation defined. This is the greatest deliverance. Salvation defined. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12. Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meets or qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. You have an inheritance. I have an inheritance. Amen. Amen. Verse 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? Anybody not in the kingdom of his dear son is under the power of darkness. <laughs> Do you know something? To be under the power of darkness doesn't mean to be an occultic person. To be under the power of darkness does not mean to have a succubus coming to sleep with you in your dream. You know, a succubus is supposed to be a man evil spirit that comes to meet people and have intercourse with them in their dreams. And an incubus is the female counterpart. But we say you are delivered from the power of darkness. According to this portion of the Holy Bible. It doesn't mean being delivered from the Spirit. It doesn't mean being delivered from the Obanjo's Spirit. It doesn't mean you were once an occultic person. It doesn't mean you were once a witch. Now, it means you were once a man. <laughs> Have you heard me? Every man, any man is under the influence of the power of darkness for being a man when you meet Christ he delivers you Whew. someone said every Christian is deliverance say, eh? what did you just say replay rewind come back stop play what did you say rewind forward a little play what did you say Every Christian needs deliverance. Eh? What 
Stop, please, please. Every Christian needs deliverance from who? From God. Every Christian needs deliverance from God. <laughs> because every Christian has been delivered and translated to the power of God. The only person from whom the Christian can be delivered is God. True. Every Christian needs deliverance, but it has to be deliverance from God. My brother, you were delivered. He said, how could I have been delivered? I was not a witch or a wizard. No, you were delivered from being a man in this world to being a man in the kingdom of God. For being a man in this world, you were under the priest of the power of the air that made your life that of chances. The irregularities of occurrences. For being in Christ, the power of the evil one was stanched and stopped. You were severed from him and you were translated he translated us it was a literal evacuation from the kingdom of darkness and you must say this very clearly it wasn't as if God just decided to say now you let go and then come to my kingdom it was that the person who the devil had dominion over was killed in Christ Jesus so the man today that is in the kingdom of God is a new man and this simply translates to mean that we have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated to the kingdom of his dear son we are delivered every Christian is a delivered person in the Bible, you will never see the ministry of deliverance. Most and all of those who go around town saying they have a ministry of deliverance are lying. There's no ministry of deliverance in the Bible. The only ministry is the ministry of the delivered. And this is the ministry of the Christian. Obadiah 1 and verse 17. On Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. At the best, this scripture is prophetic of salvation. When I come to Christ, he delivers me. <laughs> so I'm delivered. In Christ is deliverance. When the man is Christ, he's delivered from the power of darkness and shifted and transpolated and put in the kingdom of his dead son. It is not about your past. It is about your nature. It is not about your past. It is about your nature. The nature of a man. It is not about your family lineage. It's about your nature. The nature of a man. Delivers you from the power of darkness. And translates you to the kingdom of his vessel. I'm going to show you two more. Acts of the Apostles. Hallelujah.
Acts 26 and verse 18. 26 18. Acts 26 18. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. That's Christianity. You are turned from the impelling control mandates of chances in this world to propose where success becomes the story of your life. I don't think you should keep trying. I think you should do what God wants you to do. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't think I don't think you should you should you should keep testing and testing still from place to place to be sure where the Lord is. I don't think you should try, you should give it a trial if you will jam lock. I don't think you should um, try it out if it's gonna work. I don't think you should uh, mend it and patch it if you will make some money in it. I don't think the child of God should find himself just uh, in case uh, the cost becomes lucrative. In case, in case, in, in, let me just, uh, you never can tell. I think you and I have gone beyond just casting our bread upon the waters right now and waiting for it to come back someday. I think we have a focused purpose to life where the child of God should do his best to find the will of God and stay with it. You should find the will of God and stay with it. You should find God's will in marriage and stay with it. God's word with academically and stay with it. God's will in what to do as a Christian here on earth and stay with it. God's will where to go and stay with it. Find the will of God and stay with it and maintain and actuate and insist on the success of God and say, I have been delivered from the power to the kingdom of his dear son. Look at this verse. It's a golden verse. It's a golden verse. Acts 26 and verse 18. To open their eyes. <clears throat> Let me start from verse 17. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I now send thee. You and I are Gentiles, aren't we? We were Gentiles. Amen. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light from the power of Satan unto God. Have you seen it? That's Christianity. To be turned from the power of Satan unto God. From uncertainties. Your life is no longer a game of chance. If you die before your time, it's because you made a shipwreck of the avalanche of God's grace. If things don't work eventually for you and you die a wretch, a hopeless person, a niggard, a hopeless fellow, a parsimonious person, an impecunious fellow for eternity, or you die as somebody without ever achieving anything laudable upon the face of that as child of God, you must be ashamed of your Christianity. When a man is in honor and he doesn't do it, he's like the beasts that perish. You have been delivered from the, the power of the air. Purposeful living is not about a market for yourself 
certain aims and objectives for life purposeful living is about being inspired by the purpose of God in defining your life redefine the symmetry of your life in Christ redefine the reason why you came redefine, redefine it challenges may come your way that will actually put a feed on many things stampede on many things that you have ever believed challenges may come your way that will make you doubt if your life is worth it I was thinking of some Christians who want to actually commit the suicide. They want to kill themselves. They want to snuff life off their chest, off their lungs, because they feel life is not worth it. It is possible that the hurricanes, the deadly fatalistic and grisly blows and hammers of cumulative misfortune and disaster coming in torrents, ladies and gentlemen, but all the same. The focus discovery in the light of God's purposeful life, knowing I have been delivered from the power of darkness to the orientation, the orientation of focus keeps afloat and keeps alive. If somebody touches a shotgun at your head, focus, you take your eyes of the possible shutter on your skull. To the reality of living just beyond it you could live just beyond that hopeless situation you could go just beyond that hopeless terrifying situation in life that on a good day will swallow anyone on a good day will just be the beginning of your drastic and short-lived end what will be just the spontaneous manifestation of the close of your life could be turned around to a new beginning you can use that serious barrier as a stepping stone into greater heights because the success story is your new story and the success nature is your new nature you and i can realize the full potentialities of being delivered from the world into a new world a new world of new realities a new world of good things a new world of god's influence a new world of god's power several years ago in the heat of the june 12 annulment 1993 was this the time 1993 it was 93 in the heat in the heat of this annulment but it was serious trouble I was traveling to Lagos I was traveling from Abekuta town to Lagos and it was a severe situation then because because the proclaimed winner was actually born and bred at Augustine so the battle was fiercest at that particular terrain. And I remember we had to get up very early because I was trying to hit Lagos. We got up five. I was going to hit Lagos or something, or program or something, or something, something. Very early. So we could beat 
the situation of the impasse we could beat the situation of the curfew that was almost dusk to dawn it was almost i mean dawn till dusk and dawn to dawn almost 24 hours curfew and we got to a place a particular place called ifo it's a town one, one major town between Abelkuta and Lagos going through the Songwater axis. And some thouts had gathered. Then it was filled there for thouts and robbers and thugs and political hoodlums and thieves. It was a field there, you're not really sure who was who. Nobody was sure who was what or who. And as usual, when I got five o'clock, I got no that bus. I was dozing already, always dozing. <laughs> Even when I drive, I always doze. The, the, the time I enjoy sleep most when I drive, or when I'm in a vehicle. When I drive, especially, I love to sleep. It's always very interesting to sleep when I drive because I'm not preaching. And when I'm not driving, I'm talking to somebody or saying something or praying in tongues or doing something. But when I'm when I'm driving, I I sleep. That's when I enjoy sleep most. Just sleep. Just sleep. He said, "What does it mean?" sleep that's all just sleep just die and sleep and i'll go off again on the road I come back sleep just sleep sleep and then i'm there seven hours I'm just there by the power of god i love to sleep when i drive i, I enjoy it the sweetest time of sleep is to try it you enjoy it too amen, amen. and this man gathered and in split seconds in split seconds a boss had seen people in the bus had been drenched the petrol. It, without asking, why were you going? Uh, just drenched, drenched, and drenched, and drenched, and drenched with petrol. I mean, nobody could leave that bus. Because men were around the bus with axe and guns. And he said, okay, 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 leave them, leave them, leave them, leave them. He's drenched, and drenched, and drenched. And then they moved back, and they began to strike at the bus matches and touches flaming touches each of the flaming touch will hit the can drop hit the bus and drop hit the bus and they can burn them now burn them burn them okay we're trying don't no, put more fire nothing after a while when they discovered nothing happened they fled for cover so we got down back out in order and moved on Something was at the back of my mind. Now, actually, actually, I, I was dozing, so I got up to see the car being dressed. Ah, this petrol. Ah. Purpose. 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 How can this excuse me, a man of purpose? This, this, this little boy. How, how can these godless fellows kill a man of purpose? A man on the purpose mandate of God is more important than the Holy World put together. A single person, a single person with God's purpose agenda is more important than the entire world put together. He's the solution to the world situation. He is. He is. The reason why you can give nations for your life is because you are the redemption of the nations. Now, if the nations live and you die, they are dead and doomed. But if you live and they die, you can raise them from the dead and get them saved. 
house. They tried everything to set the boss up place. They did everything they could. And after a while, they gave up and they fled for cover. God now put the kind order, wiped it clean, and moved on to face was hoodlums ahead, but they had to get the Lakers. A face set like a fleet. Jesus Christ will have been killed before his time. Jesus will have been killed before his time. Paul will have been killed before his time. Look, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, may I say this to you? If you think that this world is accommodating enough to allow you live to time, deceive yourself. The world is not planning to allow you live to your time. The world has set emotion, machinery, to snuff life off you very early in life. If you think that this world is a place where you can read marole and roll and relish and rollick in the freshness of the pleasures he has to offer its inhabitants, deceive yourself. The world has already set in motion a machinery to make sure you die an untimely death. It's only the child of God who by purpose insists on living that will remain for long. Jesus would have been killed before his time. There were many things that could have removed Christ from the earth before his time. Many things. He refused to die. Jesus refused to die. It is one thing for death to come. It's something else to refuse to die. It is one thing for failure to come. It is something to refuse to fail. It is one thing for poverty to come. It is something to refuse to be down. It is a choice, ladies and gentlemen. It is no longer what life holds at us. It is what we decide to take our stake in life by the ability of God. We have the choice to make. I can decide to live or die. It's my choice. That was Paul's mentality. That was Christ's mentality. To live or to die was a choice. I'm going to show you quickly and then close. To live or to die was a choice. Several places. At Luke chapter 4. After he had spoken a parable against them, which they knew was against them. He spoke of Elysius the prophet. At the raptor. Was sent to a widow. They knew he had spoken a parable against them. They were filled with wrath. And they took him to the brow of the, a hill upon which their city was built and would have cast him down headlong. I've got to show you this this quickly and briefly. At Luke's Gospel chapter 4, it's a choice to live or to die. Brother, give me some little volume right now. So I close this. Never go low, just, just keep at just another one. Give me some color. Luke chapter 4. Are you sure you came to church today? Hey! Verse 28. And all day in the synagogue were filled with wrath after they had lost things. Verse 29. Rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him unto the brow of the hill wherein their city was built, that he might cast him down headlong. They took him and led him out. They led him out of the place. <laughs> you know what that word is? It's the word to carry, to suspend. They thrust him. Have you seen that word thrust him? 
They thrust him out of the city. What did they do? They said, Jesus Christ, Son of God, now follow us. Come, 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 come for a compromise. We have a meeting. Just, just come, just come. No, 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 no. They bullied him. They mobbed him. They arrested him. They carried him against his will. They, they sludged him out of the city. They, 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 they conveyed him by force. And they brought him to a pinnacle, a crest, a very high, a cliff of a hill upon which their city was built. They brought him to the highest point around their city landscape. They brought him to this point. cast him down headlong that was death no situation more hopeless that was death but he 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 passing to the midst of them went his way you know what that word passing means passing through describes to appear or to disappear he faded. He faded to the midst of them. He faded to the midst of them. He faded to the midst of them. He just faded. My falacony. He faded. My falacony. He faded. You know, he, he just passed through this thing without touching it. Passed through and he doesn't touch it. He, he faded to the midst of them and went his way. That's my kind of guy. That's my kind of guy. That's my kind of guy. Let them go. Let not listen to their church. I know, I know. God. It's your will I should last for 30 years. Oh God. I know it has come so early, but Lord, what can I do now? I'm about to die. God bless you. I'll go. I know your will will come to pass, but it's too late, oh Father. God, what you say will come to pass, but the world will not come to pass because people are not going to make it come to pass. Oh God. Rubbish. God's word is more important than this world. He walked through the midst of them. Purpose identification. I'm a miracle going somewhere to happen. A dynamite going somewhere to explode. I may be a man of tomorrow, but I have a message for this world. I may be a man of the future, but I have something in my mind for this world. This world has to be brought to my feet where they will sit and listen to the word of redemption. I will say, this is the will of the world. Follow it in my own time and my generation. Not on a wheelchair. Because of much hunger, much age. Strong and virile. I will preach the gospel from coast to coast. I will say to every man upon the face of the earth, the Lord Jesus liveth. Have faith in him. It's your choice to die or to live by Christ. It's my choice to bless entire earth in spite of the refusal of this world to hear the gospel. It's my choice. At John 10, we find something similar to choice. Verse 10. John 10, 30. I am my father, what? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stoned him not. 33 right now, John 10, 33. But for blasphemy, and because that thou, being a man, makest thyself God. 
39. Therefore, the sword again was taken, but he escaped. He escaped out of their hands. He escaped out of their hands. John 7.30 Then they sought to take him but no man laid hands on him because his hour was not yet come. <laughs> oh God. Oh! They sought do you know what it means to seek to take it? They had plans. Certain 40 men in Bible, they bound themselves other than other the cost that they will not eat or drink till Paul dies. So they must have died. Because they were under an oath and a cost. They 40 men, they bound themselves under an oath not to eat nor drink until Paul dies. And Paul didn't die. So they had to die. When a man binds himself under an oath for you to die, he will die quickly. When a man says, it's over my dead body for you to make it, the man is dead. Because you have already made it. So bury him before it's too late for you. You should write his will. Write your will time. Because you are dead. You are dead meat already. It is easier to fulfill the will of God than for you to live. It is easier to fulfill the will of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his word shall not go unfulfilled. It is easier for this entire heaven and earth to disappear in a moment of time than for the word of God to fall to the ground ineffective. Are you sure you came with church? You sought to take him. You sought to arrest him. And verse 44, and some of them would have taken him. <laughs> he said, Hey, finally, yes, 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 you are, yes, where is he? Ah, where is Jesus? Yes, he's here. Okay, okay. Two who gather him, gather, gather, gather from that side, gather, Emoho, Emozalo. Was gone. Was gone. Thirty-five on that side. Then we have more than seventy on this side, and fifty-six maximum on this side. It is simple. Begin the closing, closing, closing until they touch themselves chest to chest, and they won't find him again. There were some people who such. Okay, <laughs> Matthew, I thought you were Jesus now, Matthew. Can I take my son instead of Jesus Christ? Oh, oh, could that pass on your way? Look, when someone say, Jonathan, you're making a mistake now. I killed you. I thought you were Jesus. 
he saw Jesus and he grabbed Jonathan. That's, a, that's my kind of guy. That's my kind of guy. He was not cheap. He was not cheap. He was not a pin. He was not a pushover. Verse 44, John 7. And some of them would have taken him, but no man. They would have. They would have. But no man. They would have. They had what it takes to do, but no man. They could not. That's my kind of guy. He is my kind of guy. He is my kind of guy. They would have. were helpless. What could have happened? Catch the wind. And out of the apostles, chapter 14 and verse 19, 14, 19, 14, 19, and there came to the seven Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded the people and having stoned Paul, they stoned him. They stoned, oh God. Palestine until now have rocky, a very rocky landscape. In Bible days, capital punishments was not just by stoning because there was something particular about stoning. Capital punishment was what was about stoning because the most accessible things were stones. Did you hear me? I said in Bible days, capital punishments, people that were meant to die, who were condemned to die, who were judged to die, were not just killed by stoning because they had some false stoning people. They were killed by stoning because the most accessible weapon to inflict fatal wounds on anyone were stoned and it was always by a mob if you have ever been stoned you know what it means when i was at primary five i was stoned somewhere on my skull we were trying to rush we we're rushing back to classroom and because the proprietress of the school was coming close to our classroom so i, I was dive through the window and one young lady was trying to throw out a large stone from the same window so I dived and gave the stone a headbutt and my skull shattered I felt my brain was pinned down to pieces for five minutes then I was out of this world stoning is deadly not only was Paul stoned at the head, he was stoned everywhere. He was stoned on his back as he shined. He was severely damaged. He was bruised and battered. He would have been broken into only God knows a lot of pieces with bones broken everywhere. I believe the man must have sustained not only some sprain but also fractures. Multiple fractures, splintered bones everywhere. Bones cutting and lacerating his tearing his blood apart. He was stoned and left for dead. He was left for dead. He was left for dead. But it wasn't time to die. So he stood up. <laughs> hey! When the man is left to die, he said, I am not going to die. I can't die. Death had 
no power over me. I cannot die. I have to fulfill the will of God. I'm taking the word of God to the uttermost part of the earth. I will have to preach at that place and that place. I have to preach the gospel to the uttermost part of the I cannot die. If one of die, go, 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 go. Who better you? I will stay back here and preach the word of God. The choice, not a chance anymore. Sure you came today, hey! And there came to the seven Jews from Antioch and Iconium who persuaded people and having stoned Paul threw him out of the city, supporting he had been dead. How be it as the apostles stood round about him? He rose up. He's my kind of guy. At Second Timothy, we found how he classed life. Second Timothy, chapter four, five. Second Timothy four five. But watch now in office and do afflictions do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. Acts of the Apostles and chapter 28 verse 30 and Paul dwelt two whole years in his own hired house and received all that came in unto him preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus Christ with all confidence no man forbidding him after the death of Herod Jesus Christ remained in his purpose. It's vital. It's so vital. We have been delivered from the power of darkness to purpose orientation. Your life, my life, is not a game of chance. insists on working in the best you can always have the best you can always have everything you can always have everything sometimes we teach our children we say don't always ask for too many things you don't always have all you want don't always have all you need they say that's a luxury not a necessity we say it's a necessity not a luxury no in this life with the ability of God and the success story that you are in Christ you can always have the best of everything you can walk in the best of everything you can have the biggest you can have the cream of everything. He, he, I'm lucky. Shut up! You're not lucky, Victor. Only unbelievers may be lucky. You are not lucky. That's why I don't see what you were saying. He, 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 no, 
Jesus was, ah, hey, hey, I have no what it God gave shut up. You're worth it. You're worth more. You're a success story. But so is born of God overcome the world. You've overcome the status quo of chances in this world. Someone said, I've been trying. I've been trying to pass these exams. But my destiny is failure. Why are you so blasphemous? Your destiny is success. You have been doomed to excellence. You have been condemned to fever. The Lord has sentenced you to a judgment of mercy. You have been delivered from the power of darkness and trust. The, the, the kingdom of his dear son. It's your choice. It is your choice. It is your choice. It is your choice. Stand up. Thank you, Father. Verse 20. According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. But the Lord boldness as always. So now also Christ shall be magnified in my body. Whether it be by death or by life. A life or by death. Whichever way. For to me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh. That is the fruit of my labor. Yet what shall I choose? Hey! Hey! What shall I choose? I don't even know. For I'm in a state betwixt two. Having a desire to die and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain here is more needful for you. Choice. Choose to live or choose to die. But choose to live and live for God. Hallelujah. Okay, give you glory, Father. Any man's his body ailments go. In the name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. Every person's physical body here amend and men respond. Be normal in Jesus' name. Be normal again. Be holy.